This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Craig Kopp, observing that debate over a proposed ban on abortions after 15 weeks has gotten personal. The pregnancy uh, terminated on its own, and it's hard to talk about, and I know you asked the question, but, but the important thing that I want you to take away from this is that I had the ability to make that decision. Democratic State Representative Robin Bartleman shared her personal struggle with a fetal abnormality when Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz held an online news conference to voice opposition to the proposed Florida ban on abortion after 15 weeks. We'll hear more about that news conference in a moment. And breaking news here on Sunrise, we know the names of the legislators you can bid to have dinner with at tonight's Red Dog Blue Dog event. They get to see lawmakers, um, in a different a different way. You know, you're not meeting with them in the office or in a committee. You're actually just, it's very fun and casual and social. But first, State House Democratic leaders held their weekly online meeting with the media, and they took aim at the Surgeon General designate, Joseph Ladapo. Wednesday, the Senate Health Policy Committee is set to hold Ladapo's first confirmation hearing. House Minority Leader Evan Jenny says... He's got some questions. What I would like to see personally, and I think what a lot of my colleagues would like to see, uh, is um, a fleshing out of his actual expertise uh, dealing with uh, medical emergencies like we currently find ourselves in. Uh, As I read through uh, the the potential Surgeon General's CV, um, he's done some great work. Uh, Unfortunately, it deals with obesity. Obesity is a real problem in this country, and I'm not going to make light of it. But we're dealing with a pandemic right now um, that has nothing to do with obesity. Um, you know, so I would definitely want to hear more about why he feels that um, uh, good work. Please don't misunderstand me. Good work that he's done in the field of obesity, how that translates to COVID. Um, and, uh, you know, where are his bona fides on, on that? Um, because reading through his CV, they're, they're just not there. Um, you know, and, and, it, and it is what it is. This is a political pick. The Surgeon General in the state of Florida is, is it, the decision is being based purely on politics and nothing to do with actual science and medical uh, sciences. So the House Democrats policy chair, Fentrice Driscoll, says she hopes there are some questions about what she called the Surgeon General's COVID-19 theories. We saw the kerfuffle between uh, Dr. Latipo and Senator Tina Polsky, where he refused to wear a mask in her office uh, while she was seeking treatment for um, a life-threatening illness of her own. So it's going to be interesting to see whether or not the governor's office has moved things over with the Senate or if there are any questions asked about that. But I think if if, uh, our colleagues can keep it fact-based, I think that's more than enough fodder to try to evaluate whether Dr. Latipo is fit to hold this office. Senate President Wilton Simpson condemned Ladapo for his actions and comments in the Polsky incident twice. The House Redistricting Committee has a hearing Wednesday and a new map of congressional districts has dropped. Both Jenny and Driscoll have concerns about minorities and how they're fitting into this map making. We have concerns uh, that minority representation, uh, the Voting Rights Act, um, are not being adhered to and uh, some of this could uh, result in uh, less participation of minorities. Um, That is something that this caucus, that all of us in this caucus, uh, it's rare, and you guys have known me long enough, I don't like speaking for other people, but that's just something that our caucus cannot abide. 
Um, we are going to do everything we can um, and keep it constitutional and make sure uh, that uh, those communities have their voices represented uh, in the halls of government, whether that's the Senate, the House, uh, or, or in D.C. in Congress. So um, we are concerned. And uh, look, we, I, I don't think I'm, I'm letting the cat out of the bag here. Uh, we, we will raise those points uh, as this bill or as these bills uh, move through the process. What bugs Driscoll is not getting the data behind the mapping. We had our House Redistricting Subcommittee meeting on uh, Friday, and you probably are, are referring to, I know some of our members were asking, uh, um, trying to get answers from committee staff, you know, given the growth in Black and Latino populations, um, should it has resulted in the creation of more districts where people of color have a fair chance of being elected. Um, and unfortunately, we weren't able to get those answers. So we were just at the point where we've had that House map drop last week. We've already had one committee hearing, and we're trying feverishly to get the information that we need to try to understand um, whether the, the, the Black and Latino uh, voting power are being diluted because there are some arguments that, um, that it is. So we really need more information and data to try to understand how staff drafted the maps. I know that staff, uh, committee staff during the redistricting subcommittee hearing were saying that they, you know, they made sure they complied with the law, they used certain data, but we just don't know what that data is. And if you look at just the raw numbers in terms of population growth, we have to continue to, uh, to ask those questions about whether or not there should be um, more uh, minority access seats. Voting was on the minds of Democrats who gathered with Congresswoman Lois Frankel for a Zoom news conference to talk about the importance not only of the stalled voting rights legislation in Congress, but about Florida bills to protect the vote. You know, it's interesting. Uh, this 2020 election, despite the fact that election officials of both parties all over this country uh, declared the 2020 election to be f fair, and even our attorney general at that time, uh, Bill Barr, said there was no fraud. Uh, Republican legislatures all over this country, including here in Florida, have uh, put into effect uh, laws that we think endanger the right uh, to vote. One of those Florida laws was Senate Bill 90 put into effect last year, which put restrictions on vote by mail. State Senator Tina Polsky is sponsoring legislation this session that would pull back those restrictions. We believe that these were unnecessary changes that were made to the law. Um, what really happened from a political standpoint is that for the first time, the Democrats outvoted the Republicans in vote by mail. And so as a, res as a result, the initial bill was to make someone register for vote by mail every single year. Uh, that was ultimately changed to now every two years, but it used to be every four years. And that was fine when the Republicans were voting more in vote by mail. And now the Democrats are, um, they wanted to make it much more difficult, you know, create a barrier as much as they can. The Internet was buzzing yesterday with Democrats holding Zoom news conferences. Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz was joined by a number of Florida legislators to talk about a House bill moving through the legislature that would ban abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. It was there that State Representative Robin Bartleman told her personal story of dealing with a fetal abnormality in a pregnancy of her own. We found out that the fetus was abnormal through an ultrasound. And we just went weeks upon weeks of trying to figure out what to do. And it was incredibly difficult because 
I was a special education teacher. I knew the challenges, I knew the issues, and we were almost at the limit and the time frame, and the pregnancy uh, terminated on its own. And it, it's hard to talk about, and I know you asked the question, but but the important thing that I want you to take away from this is that I had the ability to make that decision. I had the ability to weigh the, the pros and cons, the impact on my family, the impact on my older daughter, Emma. And I was able to deliberate again with just my husband, my doctor, and my God, not the Florida legislature. And this bill is going to take away a woman's right to make those choices. And that's why it's really important with the arbitrary 15 weeks, we should not be restricting it at all. At any point in the pregnancy, you can find out something is seriously, seriously wrong. And you, a woman and a family, they deserve the right and the freedom to make that decision at that point in time. Wasserman Schultz was visibly emotional about the abortion situation right now. What, what I think is critical here is the hypocrisy, because you have a governor in this state. And I think that every single one of us, you see the head nods. The hypocrisy here is stunning. We have just been through and we are continuing to go through a fight over keeping people healthy and safe, which is what part of fighting for reproductive choice is, is about. And you have Republicans in the state and across the country who talk about the need for bodily autonomy and that the law and rules and regulations shouldn't be telling people what to do with their bodies when they reference vaccinations and when they reference wearing masks and the imposition that those restrictions and those requirements impose on people's right to do what they want with their own bodies. And then they have the audacity and the hypocrisy to, 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 to do everything in their power to try to do exactly what they criticize and object to when it comes to vaccinations and the COVID-19 pandemic. It's just stunning. stunning. You're either for bodily autonomy and, 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 and you're consistent on that or you're not, but they're not. Here's some of what's happening in Florida politics today. The Senate Education Committee will take up a bill that would set requirements for school boards to take public comments during meetings, including requiring that speakers be allowed to criticize individual board members. The Senate Community Affairs Committee will consider a bill that would require inspections of multifamily residential buildings in the state. This bill comes after the deadly collapse last year of the Champlain Towers South Condominium Building in Surfside. Senator Annette Tadeo, Representative Felicia Robinson, and Representative Geraldine Thompson are expected to take part in a news conference to call for expanding Medicaid eligibility. The Senate Ethics and Elections Committee will consider the confirmation of a number of appointees, including retired Major General James Hartzell as Executive Director of the Florida Department of Veterans Affairs and former Lieutenant Governor Carlos Lopez Cantera as a member of the Florida Elections Commission. The Senate Regulated Industries Committee will consider a bill that would create a program to provide incentives to municipalities for solid waste to energy facilities, 
The bill calls for setting aside $100 million for the program. The Senate Banking and Insurance Committee will take up a proposal that would make a series of changes in the state-backed Citizens Property Insurance Corporation. Among other things, it would allow what are known as surplus lines insurers to take part in programs aimed at removing policies from citizens. The Senate Transportation Committee will take up a proposal that would make changes in the state's specialty license plate program. That includes easing requirements for supporters of the University of Alabama, the University of Georgia, and Auburn University to meet license plate requirements. The House Professions and Public Health Subcommittee will consider a proposal that would allow local governments to restrict smoking on beaches and in public parks. The House Agriculture and Natural Resources Appropriations Subcommittee will take up a bill that would require water management districts to develop lists of critical wetlands for acquisition. The House Environment, Agriculture, and Flooding Subcommittee will take up a proposal that would place new requirements on local comprehensive plans that involve land near the Everglades Protection Area. The House Local Administration and Veterans Affairs Subcommittee will consider a proposal that would require Florida professional sports teams receiving government assistance to play the U.S. National Anthem before every home game. The House Higher Education Appropriations Subcommittee will consider dozens of funding requests by lawmakers for higher education projects or programs. The Revenue Estimating Conference will discuss issues related to a revenue cap. And Charlie Crist will be on the campaign trail in his quest for the Democratic gubernatorial nomination. He's got events all over southern Florida today to announce his Affordable Florida for All policy plan. And finally, big doings in Tallahassee tonight at the 7th Annual Red Dog Blue Dog event. Yeah, it didn't happen last year because of COVID, but it's back this year with Republican and Democratic legislators mixing drinks and drinkers tipping big to raise money for animal welfare organizations. Sunrise talked with organizer Sarah Clements. It just kind of started as an idea that we really wanted to, uh, a group of uh, friends and I wanted to take advantage of all the folks that are in Tallahassee that frequently are going out in the evenings um, for drinks and thought, how can we get a bunch of people together and have some fun and at the same time raise money for uh, animal welfare efforts? And so that's kind of how it was born. And it was started at Madison Social the first year. And it was just two bartenders, a Republican and a Democrat. And uh, we now have teams of four. So we have eight uh, celebrity bartenders. We've actually had agency heads do it. Um, we've had members of leadership and it's just a really fun uh, kind of bar- bipartisan social event um, to raise money for a good cause. Yeah, these legislative sessions, there's a lot of work. It's a pressure cooker. And in the evenings, I'm sure there are some libations uh, downed in order to uh, decompress before the next day of the session. And you're just, I guess, right. taking advantage of that. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's grown every year. It's now held a township. Um, and they actually closed down the entire uh, bar restaurant area to to do it. And they have staff dedicated to help our bartenders and um, folks can order food. We get uh, we get proceeds from a few drink specials, but mostly we're relying on folks to donate uh, big tips to our bartenders. And that's where a lot of the money comes from. That's that's all donated to Animal Rescue. I'm trying to imagine the bartending skills 
of a state legislature. <laughs> uh, Some of them are quite good, in fact. Um, Senator Bean, Aaron Bean, is one of our bartenders, and he – I have not seen him in action yet, but he apparently has some bartending skills. So, and, and auctioneer skills, as you know, he'll actually be auctioning off a couple of dinners with with lawmakers there as well. Oh, that's interesting. So you could yeah. uh, buy a dinner with a, a lawmaker. Yes, it'll be public. Who's having dinner with whom? <laughs> it, it will be public. Um, I guess we could go ahead and announce it here. There's going to be. A dinner with uh, with Representative Danny Perez and Sam Garrison, and another dinner with Senator Albritton and Senator Jim Bradley. So, yeah. do the uh, the patrons who come obviously uh, supportive of uh, taking care of uh, the animals? Do they challenge the bartenders with tough drinks or just order what they oh, usually absolutely. order? Oh, they do. They do. Oh, absolutely. You need to come with your toughest drink order and really make them work for it. Do they have a little bartender's cheat book behind there? <laughs> well, that's why I said they have dedicated staff. So they get into trouble. We'll, we'll still make sure your drink gets made right. Okay. That's good to know. So how much money have you been able to raise so the money goes actually to three organizations, oh, okay. the, the Humane Society, uh, Leon County Humane Society, the Animal Shelter Foundation, and Last Hope Rescue, which are all locally based. And it's grown every year. Last year, we raised about $9,600. Um, this year, I know we'll surpass that just with the amount we've raised in sponsorships. And again, having the, the auction this year, um, we're really hoping to knock that out of the park and, and raise a lot more than in the past. Why do you think this has taken off and become a yearly event? I mean, it's it started out, sounds like fun. A couple of legislators, they mix up some drinks, people donate the, the, a, a decent-sized tip, and you raise a little money. But uh, it seems to be kind of a big deal uh, during session now. Yeah, I think it's kind of a, a combo of things. I mean, for one, everyone's going out and drinking, but people are going out and having a cocktail with a small group of friends. And if everyone knows we're going to be at the same place, I think it's just, well, I'm just going to go there and I'll get to see people I know. They get to see lawmakers um, in a different, a different way. You know, you're not meeting with them in the office or in a committee. You're actually just, it's very fun and casual and social. Um, and you get to show them that you support them, but there's no, you know, we're not violating any, any campaign, uh, any campaign laws or anything like that, but you just get to kind of show your support and for a good cause. And, um, and I just think it's kind of fun to cheer on the Republicans, the Democrats. Um, people are always talking about how, how partisan things have become. And, um, it's just, this is a fun event where you can cheer on your team, um, but really it's all for a good cause. This takes a bit of your time uh, during uh, the session to put something uh, like this together. I think you're probably going to have to buy a couple of drinks. <laughs> I definitely will be will be having a few drinks. Sarah Clements, I appreciate uh, the time. Have a great time tonight at uh, the Red Dog, Blue Dog, and raise lots of money. Thank you so much. That's it for today's edition of Sunrise. I'm Craig Kopp. Join us again tomorrow as we do another daily dive into Florida politics.